to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks with uh, Blake Howard and Sophie Lye. Final honking for the year. What, what? How sad. I'm so sad, Dali. I know. I know. But we have a special goose. We do. I, I can't That's believe I've so done good. this. I can't believe I've That's done this so for a year good. and yet still the plural of geese, goose, still trips me up every time. Hello, Blake. Hello, Tali. Hello, Soph. Hello. Oh, my golly gosh. It's so good to see you guys in flesh. I know. You're in here. What know, is yeah. this? It, it, it's wild. It is pretty crazy. And you're not Skyping us and making funny faces <laughs> at us through the bloody webcam. So. Uh, I'll, I'll try not to for future ones. But, yeah, no, that's what that's that's my life, running away to a car <laughs> while my children are asleep <laughs> or eating or doing something. You just run away. It's, uh, it's good times. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. And how is little baby? Baby Keaton is awesome. Yes. Uh, he's now eating solids. Oh, my goodness. What? Yeah, he's five months old. He's very cute. Um, wow. And, yeah, it's good. He's he's just awesome. He goos wow. and gars and chats and stuff. He's very cool. And his older sister, Hazel, is awesome. And we went and saw the Wiggles the other day. I know that geeks, you're like, what? I'm like, this is this is parent life. This is what you do. Um, my the daughter sacrifices you, make. Yeah. I bet it was Blake front row, like, big red car. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just watching my daughter, like, not be able to handle it. Like it was like Aww. a teenager at a Bieber concert. Like she just was like jumping up and down. She didn't know what to do. And then she crashed so hard. It was awesome. Yeah, you need to get good. her into Bluey. Nah, okay, this, listen, the thing I'm so lucky about is she likes the Wiggles mainly for Emma. So that's okay. I'm okay. all right with that. But she's now currently crazily obsessed with Toy Story. Right. So I'm just all about oh. it. I just watch all the Toy Stories, the Toy yes. Story short films, the like mm-hmm. mini Toy Story things. Yep. We're all about it. And now she's starting to get into uh, Monsters uh, Inc., but she likes Monsters University better. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. Stay on <laughs> Pixar, darling. You can stay there. <laughs> well, I was about to say it's going to be handy now that Disney and Stan oh my God. and Toy Story will be there. My you house. can literally watch it 24-7 I know, that, all the time. That is huge news this week. Yeah. So people don't know, what is this deal? Okay, so guys, you may have seen recently, and I'm sure that the girls have covered it, and I'm not sure which episodes, but I'll go back, is Daredevil was canned... Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not picking up the defenders. Mm. They're not even talking about Luke Cage and Jessica Jones because they're not even really going well, Luke back Luke Cage there. got the official dump. Mm. Got the official yep. dump. Iron Fist got, got the, the dump fist. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. way earlier. Only um, one is still standing is Jess Jones yeah. for now. And so Disney has been progressively pulling back their own content for a service that's going to be coming out in the States early next year called Disney+. Plus. And everyone's been speculating online about does Disney Plus have an international footprint? Because essentially, if they take their content from everywhere else, mm. you know, you know, especially like a parent like me, or even just geeks who wants, you know, The Mandalorian coming up for Star Wars and all this new Star Wars content and all this new Marvel content, you know, the TV series, the Loki series, mm. all these things that are coming out, standalone series for Sebastian Stan, etc. Everyone's going, where the hell is this going to go? And Netflix has been dumping Marvel slash Disney products and only having like little bits and pieces of it drip fed to them. Mm. But now 
Disney going on Stan basically announces their international strategy, which is they have yep. no plans right now for Disney Plus to go any further than the United States. They don't mm-hmm. care. And so likely what they're going to do is find localized providers, which will still be their international licensee for Disney stuff. And maybe, and if Stan has done this, this is the biggest coup for Stan. If Stan has done this, that means they may have all the Disney Plus content as well. So realistically, they've actually been, you know, they've been this like thing there that Netflix has been ignoring for such a long time. But the fact they've got Disney now, the fact they've got Star Wars, the fact they have all the Marvel movies, the fact they've got all the Pixar stuff, it's Mm. like, forget it. Yeah. It's such a big win for Stan, especially when you look at like what people are using. So Netflix, you know. Huge. Hi. Shit's on everyone, pretty (laughs) much. But then next it's like your local providers. So it's like your Ivy's and SBS on demand. And then it's Stan and then it's Amazon. Yes. Mm. Stan is like near the bottom. And now Stan has just made itself jump all the local providers. It's quite the Christmas present. And I'm also surprised how quickly the deal happened. Like it was Thursday that it was finalized and then... Tomorrow, well, Friday the 14th is mm. when all that content is going to be on stand. So it's literally a quick turnaround. Obviously, ages in the making, but it wasn't as if they made a deal and they were like, you have to wait for two months for this to happen. It was just straight away. And, and I think it's largely because Disney are now, they're, they're thinking next year, USA, we need to have all of our ducks mm. in a row for USA. Yeah. And, and then they're planning, you know. As with any new thing, like when Stan first came out, they've got to get subscribers. Now, Disney's not going to have a problem, but they're like, huh, we don't want to be on Netflix. There's this other thing that Mm -hmm. already has, you know, 1.3 million Australian subscribers or whatever it is. And they've got, you know, growing significantly, which is good on them for that original content. And they're like, oh, we've got uh, this infrastructure here and some subscribers. And and literally, I would not be surprised if the subscribers doubled tomorrow. Like. As soon as that 14th hits, it's it's, see you later. It's going to be huge. And it really is kind of a kick in the pants to Netflix as well. Like, we're going to take all your content and, like, it just goes to show how much this Disney Plus is going to be competing with Netflix to be like, oh, in Australia, ha, ha, sucked in, you've got nothing. Just as Netflix tries, finally does its first Australian production (laughs) of (laughs) Tidelands. And now they're like, look, we've got Australian content, original Australian content. And everyone's like, yeah, we're going back to Stan. They've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And, and they have they're Disney. about to have the Lion King as well. Yeah, like, so come on. Bye, guys. Oh. But it's such good oh. timing. Like, you know, mm. Christmas, summer, best time for binging. Oh and it's goodness. just like, oh, couldn't be at a better time for them. Yeah. And, like, my daughter runs my house, like, as far exactly. as the TV. Yep. And so now where Toy Story is, yep. that's it. Like, it's over. Yeah. I'm not going to watch Netflix anymore on my TV. It's done. I'll have to go back late at night and go and see yeah. what is there. But it's not going to be the default home screen. It's not going to be click Netflix. It's going to be looking yeah. to stand because that's where Disney is. It's yeah. and, and the other thing is, like, you've got Marvel. You've got all the Disney classics. You've got the animated yeah. classics, of course. But the, cool, the, the even crazier cool thing is all Disney TV, like all XD, all those Star Wars, uh-huh. like Clone Wars and all that oh, sort of stuff. I've been yeah. holding out for so long. It, <laughs> it's, it's, it is, it's all there. Like it's going to be there as yeah. well, which is which is huge because then that starts actually eating into Foxtel's Disney footprint because they mm, still have yeah. a Disney channel and things like that. So, yeah, it's uh, – man, I, I, I just wrote – like I saw the press release come through this morning. I just wrote, congrats, Stan. <laughs> like whoever negotiated this, you are a boss. You've like – Guaranteed a massive mm. subscriber hit. It means more original content for Aussies. I'm I'm all in. Yeah, yeah I'm quite mm. curious to know the exact num- like what it costs them because I feel mm. like that would have been a giant chunk, but going to be <laughs> the money they it. didn't have. But they'll make it back. They're like <laughs> yeah. a, a double or nothing. 
That was I, like, <laughs> yeah. I reckon, like across the table. They just go like, I'm going to pay twice as much as what, what I think this should be worth. Yeah. But I'm going to get double the return. They're, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I genuinely, there's going to be some really cool, you know, business and tech stories in the, in the coming weeks um, yeah. that we're not going to be talking about. And these guys aren't going to be talking about, but yeah. They're going to be really fun to read about how Stan's subscribers <laughs> tripled in a day and Stan crashed. It's going to be great. Oh, it would have make Stan crash. That was already <laughs> bad enough when bloody Fox. I was like, we're going to offer a go service so no, you okay. can all watch Game work. of Thrones legally. No, yes. no you crashed. <laughs> it would have been amazing if you had shares in Stan. And then oh my would have watched that announcement. Oh. Just would have got. <laughs> Start buying them now. I reckon you've yeah. got time. Do this you? Is, this is the Bitcoin. No, they're going to hold on. To, they're going to hold on tight to those until oh. tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm seriously doing that right now. Until something oh. else happens. <laughs> if, you, if you can't hear me in the rest of the podcast, it's me figuring out how to buy stand shares on my iPhone right now. And then if Blake leaves halfway through, he's now a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, pretty I much. don't need to do this anymore. Oh God. Why should we? I'm going to go buy an island. <laughs> Wow. Mm. But, you know, it's been quite the year for pop culture and geek culture. Um, 2018. I mean, we started strong. We had, like, what, Black Panther? Black Panther. Oh, my goodness. That was the cultural event for months. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. And I think it really heralded this diversity mm. year that 2018 was in that, oh, maybe it's just me speaking, but, like, oh, I was thinking about, like, what were my favourite things that happened this year? And it did tend to come back into this like accessibility for all audiences because they were diverse and they were exciting. I was like thinking Black Panther. I was thinking Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Doctor Who with Jodie Whittaker as the first female doctor. Yeah, Just that idea of this inclusiveness that I think to me started with Black Panther. Obviously it didn't. There, there were other things, but that was the <laughs> big pinnacle moment that I was like, there's my n- eyes are open and now that's everywhere. There's no other movie that I can really remember for the first half of the year. Like there's, I mean, <gasps> there's a there's a stack of movies, but like, no one talked about any other movie. No, it no, was Black exactly. Panther. It was the music. Yeah, it was the culture. It was the dress. It was. It was, it was just everything. everything. It just it permeated, you know, mm. consciousness for so long. You yep. had like you know the cast looking really really tired doing their Wakanda <laughs> forever uh. signs, and you're like, okay, you know when it's like when it's yep. tiring for them. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Crazy good. <laughs> but like yeah, when I was looking back at my top list for 2018, it was again Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians, the Breaker Uppers. I'm like, ah, oh, they're oh, all like people of color or women. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> great. Yeah, it's good. And you've got this and this year the up. list can be exclusively those things, yeah. whereas in other years it's not it's as good. Not as yeah. Is okay. Here's the great question. Mm. Um, it's it's this I is love the you disclaimed that this is great. This is I think gra- we'll be the judge of that. No, yeah, no, this is the great question. Is is Crazy Rich Asians better than what was that Netflix one like for all those for all the for, for, for all the boys, boys that, that I've loved, loved before. before? I'm gonna say I love the for for all the boys I've loved before. Like that's a movie I've like watched uh, once and a couple of yeah. times of just like not been deciding what I want to watch and just put it on while I was pottering around like that. <laughs> yeah. And Craziest Agents is like yeah, this is fun and silly, but yeah. that I just I don't know. See for all the boys. Like, A, I was really happy to see an Asian girl yeah. as the main character in a rom-com. And it was so wholesome. Yeah. Except for the guy's nipples in the... Uh, oh, wow, you have been watching it a lot. <laughs> yeah, because the other day... It on was the just o- on while I was doing to know it was paused. The other day, while I was scrolling through my Twitter, like, there's a, um, a great... Uh, Twitter Twitter handle called One Perfect Shot, mm-hmm. and they usually are profiling like people like Roger Deakins, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, mm-hmm. Fargo. Yeah. They just like take stills from great films, yeah. you know, um, Wally Fister, the uh, DOP for like um, 
The Dark Knight, you know, the Keith Ledger holding the mask and stuff. Oh, excited. Yeah. And then I'm scrolling through their feed, just like, oh, cool, cool movie pictures. And there's that guy's nipples in the hot tub. <laughs> and then they're like, you know, and they, uh, they actually put a disclaimer, like, I don't care what you say. This is a really perfectly composed shot. <laughs> I was like, it was very iconic. I was like, okay. Well, and I think the oh. difference for me between Crazy Rich Asians and For All the Boys I've Loved Before is that the For All the Boys I've Loved Before was so unexpected. Mm. It just dropped on Netflix. I don't think anyone expected it to be as huge as it was. Yeah. Mm. Um, and because it was so 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 wholesome and delightful and just really great watching. Everyone was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It recommended it to 12,000 people and it went huge. So I think in terms of expectation, I was surprised by that one because I didn't expect to love it as much as I loved it. And then going into Crazy Rich Asians, there was a lot of hype around it. I was really excited for it. It lived up to my expectations. So it's hard to judge them on both their levels because I loved both of them. But mm. just there's a part of me that goes, oh, I was surprised by that one. And then Noah Santino is hot as. So I was just like... <laughs> See, oh, but then to be fair, yeah, look, they're all happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, Crazy Rich Asians, it was an event. Yes. Like, I had all my Asian girlfriends, we all went out <laughs> to go see it. And for us, it was like, while we aren't rich, we are crazy, but we're not rich. It was yep. like such a reflection of the community that we were so like familiar with. Mm. While for like, for all the boys I've loved before, it was very... While it was like a family of color, it was also very American. Yes. While the other one had so many more traits that were like, oh my God, that's my family mm. that I could relate to a lot more on yeah. like, oh yeah, God, these days I'm doing like dumpling making with my brother all the time. <laughs> it is so great. <laughs> I'm devastated yeah. because not one dumpling has passed my lips oh, in your hands. <laughs> so we, we eat it same night. <laughs> it has to be fresh, Blake. It's all good. I understand. <laughs> And then it's like, Sophie, you've never invited me to dumpling night. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesdays are off the book and they are dumpling night, I guess. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, that was, yeah, Crazy Rich Asians was just such a long time in the making. And mm. I'm so glad that it got all the accolades that it got because yep. it was well deserved. Mm. But then interesting too that they both had the similarity in that they both came from books and then mm. in moving it to a movie, the film adaptation, is that it was requested that characters be replaced by white people, <laughs> like Asian characters oh, be replaced right. by white people. And I think that that's what comes back to this idea that like diversity feels like it won this year is that because people stood true and went, no, the character is Asian. <laughs> She's going to be played. He's going to be played by an Asian. And, the end. And I, I mean, I know it's so fresh and as we're recording this, it's actually not officially released, even though it's been on sneaks all around Sydney and, mm. and around the country. But yeah. that's why this year for me. Are you going to say a little slinger? <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse yep. is. It's out today. Yeah. Oh, it's actually out today. It's so out today. Yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the best superhero movie of the year. Really? Mm. Yes. Like so, it is neck and neck with Black Panther. And if I was to think about. If I think about Black Panther, like each of them, like might have like a minor weakness. They're probably both like four and a half star movies for me. Black Panther, it's like the cultural event, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's and and the music is so infused. And like my, you know, if I looked at my Spotify, my top songs oh my are from the Black Panther soundtrack. So like, <laughs> it's undeniable. It's yep. undeniable. But um, Spider Man into the Spider Verse is about a young. Hispanic African American kid named Miles mm. Morales who is bitten by a spider, and yep. it just so happens that Kingpin, as he has wont to do, um, uh, creates a interdimensional gun that starts messing with all the dimensions, and he meets a bunch of other spidey people from yep. around the multiverse. And it is just one of the smartest, mm. funniest, 
amazing, rich uh, portrayals of a superhero origin story, and it does so much more. Uh, it does so much different stuff because it has that diversity angle. It's a young African American mm. kid whose parents are actually both fully employed, working people, got their <laughs> fucking shit together. They're not portrayed as like druggos. Mm. His dad was like a young kid who was a bit of a. Mm. Right, Scallion is a kid, but now he's a cop, so he's like very yep. super moral. His mum's a nurse; she works her butt off, and he's a super smart kid who works in you know goes to a great school mm. and and it's 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 bringing in like such positive reinforcement, but it also adds in all this other stuff, mm. and it's like it's it's like all the characters he interacts with are like we know everyone's tired of superheroes, but we're yep. you're you're the reason why we're fresh. Yeah. And mm. it's so good. See, I've only seen the trailer yeah. and it was actually really refreshing, like as you were just saying before, to have like a young superhero whose background story isn't just tragic. It's like, oh, you have a loving dad and there is that clip in this um in <laughs> the trailer where the dad drops him off. And is in the police car and he gets out to go to school and he hasn't said, Dad, I love you. So the dad gets on the like police microphone, like, say it, son, say it, say I love you, say it. And it's like, oh my God, that's quintessential parent. Oh, but totally. it's also supportive, loving parent that mm. often you don't get to see in those kind of movies. Like, I mean, one in the sense of being a black Hispanic kid to have parents who are working, who outwardly um, like pres- profess their love yeah. is like just insane. I mean, it's normal, but it just isn't for Exactly. Yeah. It, and that's the thing too. And it did look even like the trailer looked like so much it's fun. Bon. And yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the most glorious. It, it, there, isn't, there aren't words for what this animation is. Mm. Like it's unbelievable. By far the best oh. animated movie of the year. It like eclipses in so many ways every other superhero movie. Like, wow. And I don't even fucking like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Like, I don't. He's not my favorite superhero by mm. any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Didn't grow up with him. And there were so many amazing Spidey fans that I got to see the movie with who were, like, right dialed into every reference yep. that I may have missed. But, uh, I mean, the the power of that story is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And Miles Morales, you know, Shamik Moore, the kid who is the lead character in Dope, if you've seen that amazing movie. Um he voices him. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who was in Atlanta and Widows, is actually yep. the voice of his dad. Yeah. Um, Ma- um, Mahashala Ali is the uh, voice of his uh, uncle in the movie. Like, there's just a great voice cast. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Jake Johnson, Chris, Christopher Pine, um, mm. Catherine Hahn. Anyway, look, it's this one. Really it, good. It's it's by far by far and away in my top ten. Like, wow, it's so good. And yeah. you got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel it's just funny because, like, you know, we've all collectively just skipped over what everyone thought was like going to be the biggest event in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, and we're just like, yeah, whatever. Look, Avengers: Infinity War is a movie that happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can all agree that Avengers: Infinity War happened, and we were like, look, it's a it's a spectacle, it's good, but you know, I think a lot of people because it's an event that you've had to like a it's like the. What it is, okay, is it's like becoming part one. In, 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 in the Buffy parlance, it's becoming part one. You know, it's like the part one of a season finale, mm. and it's cool. Like, it's good. Like, you can see, you can see it happening. Yep. But the part, it doesn't mean shit until part two comes out. It really doesn't. Like, it, it, unfortunately, it doesn't. It's like, what was that? Mock, is it Mockingjay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Games. Mockingjay yep. part one comes out. Mm. It was really excellent. Like, yep. part one is, like, really tense, ends on a cliffhanger. Ooh, this is great. The second movie is just diarrhea. Like, it's yeah. just <laughs> the worst waste of everyone's time. And, you know, on the flip side, on the positive side, you've got Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. which 
part one, so great. That Nick Cave song with Hermione and Harry in the mm-hmm. forest and, and the, the action, the animation and, and, the, and the cliffhanger with Dobby. And then the second movie is just like relentlessly yep. good. And so they, you connect them together and you're like, this mm-hmm. works, right? So yep. they, they, they come, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it was good. It was good. It's just, I don't know. There's just something about, there was no Miles, Mor- for me, mm. there was no Miles Morales <laughs> in Avengers Infinity War. And the, the Wakanda that we got to see... Mm. Was like, shit. We no. better get more Wakanda in this. <laughs> 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 and, and so it was good. It was, yeah. you know, has its moments, but I don't know if it's as perfect as either of those two movies on their own. I will mm. apologise that we didn't talk about the Endgame trailer yeah. last week because it literally got released about eight hours after Talia and I finished recording and put up the podcast. <laughs> it was like this funny message from Sophie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> It's happened so many times. Oh. It's happened so many times. But, you know, in the way of Blake, it happened. Yep. Mm. Cool. It, ha- it happened. Yeah, the trailer's crap. Like, it, like, <laughs> yeah, it's and, not... The trailer's crap. The, the name's crap. Everyone's like, oh, oh my God, Easter eggs. I'm like, I actually really don't care. <laughs> yeah. Look, Boss Logic, if you don't follow Boss Logic on Instagram or, or Twitter, you're doing mm. yourself a disservice. Like, mm. he's a really rad oh. artist. He does super cool stuff. And early on, when they were like, oh, what's the name of the second one going to be? He just wrote the best simple one, Avenge Us. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> this is it. I like stood up at my desk. Yes. Yes. Did it happen? No. 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 I'm like, bro, get that guy in the marketing department <laughs> today. Today. I will give kudos this year to the best marketing campaign to Deadpool 2. Yes. <laughs> Deadpool 2 rocked. Like. Really rocked. Movie. Uh, Best money grab for Christmas, Once Upon a Deadpool. Yes. I went in thinking, oh, maybe it's going to be like something completely new. No. no. Deadpool 2. <laughs> With a bit of Fred Savage. Just the same. Just less, the same. Less rare. And they're like, oh, it's just less, it's like, you know, it's for kids. And I'm like, it is equally as violent <laughs> as the R-rated version. If, like, just because you cut out the swearing. Doesn't mean. Doesn't that. mean it's not violent at yeah. all and appropriate for children. Yeah. And I hadn't, like, I can't watch... At home, like speaking with like little kids, I, yep. the violence is, you know, because daddy swears sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> daddy gets angry. Daddy sometimes still swears to mummy, especially when we're driving in the car when we're like venting to one another about something in a in a work day or whatever. Mm. And and Sam's like, soon you're gonna have to stop that. <laughs> like I, I'm less concerned about a swear word than like you can't watch like weird. Mm violent stuff yeah. mm. because you're like, Ugh. like even just, yeah. you know how Netflix now does that auto trailer thing when you're like hovering mm-hmm. stuff, yes. yeah. like the outlaw King. And it's like Chris Pine, like severing people's <laughs> heads off and shit. And I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. And I'm trying to like <laughs> find bad. something that's not too violent. Yeah. yeah. It's the violence is mm. the actual, you don't want to like tweak your yeah. little kids' brains with that stuff. Exactly. Mm. And I think as a father, you're probably more aware of it now Hyper-aware. too. Mm. Yeah. Hyper-aware. Where it's, it sometimes well, even feels like swearing. You kind of just ignore it because, it's yeah. so common and everyone does it. It's just an, another way to express yourself. You yeah. just throw it in there. But, yeah, violence is you just kind of take that step back to be yeah. like, oh, that's physical. And kids do tend to, like, recreate what they see on screen, yeah. even if they don't know exactly what's going. Like, mm. coming back to the Wiggles, the hot potato. Like, that means nothing. But they will do it. <laughs> well, I don't want her to go to the, the yeah. kitchen drawer. Exactly. Try, like, and sever, hey. try and sever daddy's head. <laughs> that's not what we want. We heard you say some bad words. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh, interesting. Mm. But, you know, it's also been a year of this fella. 
I'm sorry I'm not J.J. Abrams. They say, oh, Tyga, we wish we called you J.J. Abrams. So good. So wonderful. So we love him so much. I was thinking, I was like, we should have made a montage in his honour. And then I realised life is a montage <laughs> in his honour. <laughs> Everyone loves him all the time. Mm. He was... Um, I don't know if you guys talked about it yet, but like he was one of the directors on The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So the, the Favreau series. Yeah. Yeah. We were just saying that's the only reason why we're in. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Oh, Tiger. Yes. yes. In. Take <laughs> my money. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So he's, he's, he's collected a, a good little bunch of guys mm. there. The Favreau's sort of sneaking up in the Star Wars universe, yeah. mm. getting all the Marvel people in. Are Marvel just going to walk in and go, <laughs> come on, we got this. We got this. <laughs> we got this. We're going to leave Marvel somewhere else and do some cool stuff with Star Wars. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it's been a big year for him. And, like, God, Paranormal. I know. Really paranormal. paranormal is probably right. one of my favorite shows this right. year. Yes. Yeah. It had so much, like, build up, too, because mm. um, what we do in the shadows, everyone loved. It was so great. It was such a cult classic. Mm. So good. And what I love about Taika Waititi and, of, of, like, he's just genius, is he recreated it again. It was fresh. It was exciting. It was everything that is classic deadpan Kiwi humor that you just go, I should like, should I get sick of this? Because it's the same, like, oh, of like, but the delivery every time is spot on. The lines are hilarious every single time. You're just like, this is so crazy. And yet it works. Like mm. his mind is insane. And I, I no, sorry to not like recommend another movie podcast, but it's really pertinent to this conversation. Taika Waititi did an interview with Empire, mm-hmm. or Empire podcast recently. He was on there talking yeah. and he was talking about like, oh, you know, I still want to like create my own stuff and occasionally I get sent scripts and things like that. And he's like, I just know that my scripts, <laughs> this, I love his modesty. He's like, I just know my scripts are like way better than all the things I read. Like, <laughs> I, read like, I just read them and it's way better. And he's like, you know, it's an American script because it's like, oh, I'm sorry, so-and-so from CSI. Like, he's like, and he's just like taking the piss out of like all Judd Apatow comedies and stuff. He's just great. So, yeah, um, he's going to, he's he's just going to keep making awesome stuff. And yeah. the good thing is he's got a big enough audience now that, you know, he'll just keep making these little yeah. things all the time. And that's what I love about him too, is that he so could easily get sucked into the Hollywood hype that makes him go, oh, I'm better than everyone else. And then his work starts to be shit because he just believes his own hype. Yeah. Mm. But it's the perfect mix of like being modern to know that he's better than what is going on. But he's still such a local supporter of Kiwi content and putting his name to things like... Well, the Breaker Upper Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't fallen out of my seat in a long time. And this is at the State Theatre, and there is not much space to There's fall out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was pretty much about to topple on top of the person in front of me. But so funny, and Blake and I had the pleasure of speaking to the stars. Yeah, that was great. Both oh. those girls are so fun. Oh, my gosh. You doing that bloody impersonation. <laughs> Which impersonation? Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I will find you. Um, yeah, no, that was you a lot and of Madeline fun. Sammy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. she, she's too funny. Like, Madeline Sammy's too funny. She's just, mm. you know, that, and she gets too distracted. It's like one of the great <laughs> interviews we've ever done because it absolutely derailed almost 15 seconds in. And then we spoke for like 20 minutes and there was just not really any questions asked. We, nothing was answered. <laughs> it was just nonsense. It was really great. Yeah, that was a huge yeah. highlight. God, my this like year is just a blur to me. Mm. Like it's just a complete blur. Yeah. Well, it was even funny when you were saying before about Keaton now being five months and can eat. I was just like, but he was only born yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> is he a child genius? Is he like developing at a very fast rate? Is yes. He, like, Jack? yes. Yeah. He's um. Yeah, it's crazy. It's um. It's just been a busy year, and uh, it's it's been a great. 
um, it's been a great year as well because like Sydney Film Festival happened and, mm. and it was such a it was a good fest and those girls were out here and yeah I, I was when you when you said like this year I'm making my list I'm just so happy and you're adding Wellington Paranormal I'm like oh my god I love that I, <laughs> I love that show and I, I, it didn't even enter my like because like that happened like a decade ago it feels like yeah. it happened uh, I know and Doctor Who's just finished up and I'm like oh man I know the new series isn't coming back till 2020 and. Yeah. I'm gonna. I haven't. I've not watched a frame only mm-hmm. because I, I love Chris mm-hmm. Chibnall and I've watched. How dare you! <laughs> I, I've, I've. I love Chris Chibnall. And I love Jodie Whittaker and I've. I've binged all the broad churches. Like yeah. I've been. Uh, like yeah. I've. I haven't ever gone week to week. I think yeah. it would drive me mad. So I'm like, nope. If I if I actually genuinely want to check mm-hmm. it out, I want to binge it. Like I want to check. Like, you can yeah, now. I can now. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. You could have done it since Monday. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm trying desperately also to cram in the few last films that I feel like I need mm. to well, see. Well, still to come for the end of this year, we have what? Aquaman. Aquaman is yeah. the, uh, is is a big one. Yeah. Um, God, I've just torn The favourite. So uh, if you're looking, you know, for, for big cinephiles, Yorgos Lanthimos, who's like the Greek filmmaker behind um, things like Lobster, and he was also um, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. He's made this like movie movie that's getting a lot of Academy Award buzz, um, oh. starring um, Olivia, the amazing Olivia Coleman. Uh, it's also stars Emma Stone and uh, Rachel Weisz. Oh and yes, so, um, sort of a, uh, a, a a a costume drama um, about jealousies and uh, crazy women interacting with one another, and it looks just delightfully bent. Mm. And so um, that's coming out. That's another big one that's coming out toward the end of the year. Um, and there are a couple of others, but it's it's so hard. Like I, I I'm I'm mm. kind of the best and also the absolute worst person right now because <laughs> I'm seeing things that are on American timelines. Mm, um, a little yeah. bit early out or long lead screenings. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a bit one of those weird things. Well, it's yeah. like that time when they're like, oh, we need to get everything in before the awards start. Yes. Mm. So the SAG nominations came in today. Yes. Yep. Nicole missed out. Margot Robbie in. Yeah. Mm. Which is interesting. That was a big one. Yeah. yeah. But um, but for the Oscars, though, we still don't have a host. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that, like, no one wants to do it as well. well it I just, feels like, like, like it. Yeah. Hey. It's like Kevin Hart, obviously, as we were talking last week, um, his homophobic tweets. And he was deleting yeah, them. Was and deleting then, them. And then, like, up, two days later, quit. He, he was like, bye. Then there was a rumour that Hannah Gadsby, off obviously her Nanette success mm. in um, America, she was slated as being a potential person. I've heard Melissa McCarthy, wow. obviously Kristen Wiig, all the names. And what I've heard too, or like of the um, articles that I've read, is that someone, they'll go up to someone and be like, hey, we think you'd be really, really great. And they'll go, mm, no, I think this person should do it. It just seems like everyone. <laughs> Everyone's just like palming off Definitely. the bunk to someone else. Like it's like no one wants to do it, and I do think it's a bit of a poison chalice. Chalice, totally like is. audience numbers are dwindling. You have to be entertaining, but don't be like naff about it. You have to be a like little bit edgy, but don't be controversial. It's like it. Who would want to do it? It's and the academy then always a bit stuffy, and it's just exactly. like it doesn't have to be like. The the challenge is so that there's kind <gasps> of the Taika Waititi. I mean, look, he he's been great, but he wouldn't do it. <laughs> he there's wouldn't no do way. it. There's he no would know him. No, he's, no, he's not going to touch that with a ten foot pole. The problem is, so to empathise with Kevin Hart brief, briefly, I don't think you can trust a comedian. Okay, if their if their job title is a comic or comedian, yeah. you can't look at their tweets and take it as they are saying that in a courtroom testimony. Okay, every oh. single tweet they're saying is a joke. Might be bad, might be off color, might suck. Well, Nick Cannon was pretty much bringing up yeah. every female comedian's homophobic <laughs> tweets <laughs> as well. Yeah, so like yeah. Sarah Silverman, yeah, Amy yeah. Schumer, it's yeah. like where they're all 
literally use the F word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like you've got this. It's like you can't take any of them. Mm. I, I think you can say it's an off-color joke and you say you don't appreciate it. But for me, I'm just like, you're so dumb. You're so dumb if you go back and, 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 and look at that and say mm. that is his actual gospel opinion. It's like the Tracy Morgan. There's like a famous Tracy Morgan when Tracy Morgan got in trouble and sort of if it blew over was because he was like, um, he said some... Uh, in the middle of a comedy set, he made, in his stupid Tracy Morgan, I'm a lunatic yeah. character, made a, a made an off-color joke. And someone mm. went out and, like, made it like it was his testimony about how he felt. How, yeah. And it was ridiculous. But the problem is, Kevin Hart, this is what I say, Kevin Hart, he should have been the host five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, he's way less funny five years yep. later than he was he's, at his peak yep. time. Chris yep. Rock, too. They hired yep. Chris Rock five years after he was mm. popular. And... um. The last best Oscars perform- performance as a host was Hugh Jackman. Oh, oh that's sad. Hugh, Hugh Jackman was amazing. He had all of his he jokes. He can sing. He, he can dance. Can he's charismatic. Dance. Baz Luhrmann <gasps> directed it, so it was like these beautiful things. All of the awards were presented by like five of previous winners yep. in that category. He had his jokes written by huge comedians, like they did, like yep. uh, Ricky Gervais and a whole bunch of other like big famous mm-hmm. comedians wrote him jokes, and so he did have yep. a few barbs. But you know what? I went to the Actor Awards, the Australian Academy Awards, the other week, and Stephen mm-hmm. Curry hosted. <gasps> Okay. Less. Yes. Stephen Curry is amazing. Like, so what I want to say is... So, <laughs> oh, is this your big phenomenon? All of the cast all over This is like your Tom Gleason, Grant, Danielle, so, Logie, so, get so, him to host. So what I want to say is like, Stephen Curry was amazing, but this is... You, you're so right. He They struck a balance. They had um, other people coming up presenting awards like Julia Zemiro. Amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. They had Kath and Kim girls up there. Uh, G-Banger oh. and All Resplendent. It was fantastic. <laughs> Vince Colosimo, hilarious. Shane Jacobson. So they had this great take the piss Aussie irreverence but yeah. it was only usually directed at themselves or Curry yeah. but then they still gave the awards and the awards winners the right profile and I, I just remember a couple of people asked me like you know around the Academy Awards question yeah. like, how was the actors and I'm like they were amazing like they just knew exactly the tone yeah. and they just and, went yeah. this is the tone and mm. we're going to be funny and irreverent and cool and and also take the mickey, but when we're talking about the award winners, we're going to give them the huge profile that is deserve. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's a stuffy job, but also don't pick, like, James Franco. Like, the, you know, Oh, my God, James Franco and Anne Hathaway. <laughs> How did you think that that was going to go? And then they picked Billy Crystal. Like, Billy Crystal was fun he's for a while, been, a bit dated. He's, he's yeah. so dated. And this is the thing. If the Oscars want to get more audiences to watch the Academy Awards, then you need someone who's fun hip now. But also... Not- Five years ago. But yeah, you, but that's then a safe bet for them. But maybe they need to be – like, they need to be both safe, but, as you said, just decide what the tone is. Yeah, you got to pick the tone. Pick the tone and of the Curry room. Curry did such a great job of, yeah. like, he picked yeah. the tone. Because they've got a week, don't they? Like, the hosting an Oscar, it's not just the night. It's yeah. like a week. They get paid, like, what, six figures? Yeah. Which, I mean, maybe for some Hollywood Seven. people, not enough. Seven. Seven. Yeah. See, I'd do it. Yeah. I'll do I mean, it. <laughs> Career suicide afterwards. Know it. Go ahead. You don't know how desperate they are. Because <laughs> it's like, I feel like the academy, like the Oscars are always a little behind, like what the issues are of the day. Like mm. when everyone yeah. was pushing diversity, they were still like Oscars so white. It was yeah. just, they always just be, feel like they're slightly behind the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, um Yeah. I, I think they have to, you know, that's one thing I, I keep praising that Baz Luhrmann year is because they genuinely, mm. like, celebrated the movie stars I- yeah. in the room. Like, they got all the movie stars yeah. to present the awards. And that's what the Oscars are. Like, it's the movie like, stars anointing. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're seeing the famous people open the velvet rope and say, <laughs> 
Come in, commoner. Come in, Jordan. Watch us. Come in, Jordan Peele. Before you stand out there, now you can come in with us. Would Key and Peele do it? Uh, That's a good choice. That's a good choice, and they absolutely would. But it's like, why would you get those two guys who are now serious? Like, Jordan Peele's like trying to be like... Mm. Serious. Serious guy. He's won the Academy Award. Too late again. He's too too late. (gasps) Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm. Yeah, he could do a sing and dance and thing. Yeah. Mm. But he's already performing on the night. Oh. As host? No. no uh, <laughs> I mean, look, Q no, Jackman going, did it. They're going up the best. Uh, so, that, like, that's mm. the big, that's actually one of the big highlights of the evening is that one of the Star is Born songs with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga is going to be performed alongside Lynn Mellon, Miranda, and um, Emily Blunt from Mary Poppins ah. Returns. So, that's what they're saying is on the night, like, they're the yep. two big. Uh, uh, song contenders, so like, oh, that's an opportunity to get the stars there. So, uh. see, needs stars, <laughs> needs stars, and also the. This is what I also think about the academy. The academy should just go, f you. We we're gonna like get get an old movie star or like don't have a host. Get old movie stars to do it. Betty, then, well, because <gasps> no, <gasps> not Betty. No, I mean like a proper movie stars because how dare end, you? At the end of the day, they're anointing stuff into like into history. Like yep. some of the choices are garbage, but other things they're like, this is like the greatest movies of all time, you mm. know. So it's it's really tough. Mm. I don't know. Look, I'm watching. I'm watching. I don't care who's missing. I'm watching. I'm watching. <laughs> When's the Oscars in like seven, eight weeks? Yeah, Feb. Jan Feb. Mm. What do you anticipate will be the big winner? Uh, at the moment, the the buzz is really around. Um, uh, the buzz is 100% for A Star is Born, and it's like A Star is Born versus mm. Roma. Yeah. Right. right now. And Roma just came out recently, the Alfonso Cuaron Yeah, film. Alfonso Cuaron. It's yeah. on um, on the 14th, I think, also on Netflix. Netflix yeah. um, but it's actually at the Ritz. If you're in Sydney, you can check it out, and that's where I'm going to be checking it out before I check it out on Netflix. Um, Alfonso Cuaron, he's already won Academy Awards. You know, he's a, mm. he's a phenomenal director. I mean, Children of Men. Roma, Gravity. So good. Um but yeah, so he's he's incredible. So um yeah, that that's number one and two, Roma V yeah. Star is born. That's oh. the big one. Without having seen Roma, <laughs> I hope it wins. Like I was so disappointed by a Star is born. I still am. Every time someone says it, I'm like, oh as soon as it sounds like my as mother. As She's as like oh. As soon that was as a waste en- of money. <laughs> it's like, whoa, mother. As, as soon as anyone sees Bradley Cooper's face, like, I hope Roma wins. And you're like, come on. Don't. It's, you know. He's we love him as yeah. Rocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. <laughs> it's just a, a movie that left me underwhelmed. I That's loved okay. it. I loved the chemistry. It's just, I walked out and I was like, ugh. Yeah. And then I see them and it, they're everywhere. Like, oh, all the. They're like, on the campaign track. I know. Mm. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I was like, why am I so triggered by this? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? You're like, God damn it, Crazy Rich Asians would be in the best picture nominated. It damn well should be. <laughs> you just see how far they stretch that budget to make it look even more expensive? <laughs> <laughs> that should be an award in itself. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, they're the big two. So I don't know. Take it, take it or leave it. But Roma's on the top of a lot of lists and winning a lot of awards. And yep. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting award season. Mm. And if Gaga wins, let's see if Gaga wins best uh, best actress because oh. then she could be on that EGOT list, right? She's got gra- she got Grammys, True. Yes. Tonys. I think so. No, no Maybe. Tonys. But she no. got an Emmy. She yeah. got an right. Emmy for American yeah. Horror Story. Right. Yeah. So she's like close to EGOT. <gasps> yeah. Not far. Not, not far. far. Interesting. Mm. With the likes of John Legend. I love that John Legend got his knee got this year. Yeah, killer. 
Absolute killer. It's nothing to sneeze at, right? I know. That's it's like the four biggest awards yeah. in the world and you've got all of them. Greedy shit. You know, get, what? come on. What even? And you're married to Chrissy Teigen. Not oh. fair. She's a great Twitterer. She's so oh my good God. on Twitter. Oh, her Twitter game. Oh, just yeah. her everything game. I love how much she sasses John as well. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the best like, response, spouse response. It's like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds v Chrissy Teigen and John Legend for like spouse yeah. like responses. <laughs> They're so good. If you want any, if you want to amuse yourself and go, God damn it, I wish I was better at texting my wife abuse like Ryan Reynolds was. <laughs> watch Chrissy Teigen is to I'm John just Legend. subtly insulting my children, hope that they won't look at it <laughs> yeah. in the future. There's so much what of it. Delights. I will say it was interesting. Like beginning of this year, we had a shit list. Yes. And it just stopped for a while <laughs> until last week it came back. But it's been like, oh, what happened? <laughs> Where did all the crap people go? Did they stopped being crap. They, they really stopped tried. being crap, or we just got so used to crap that we like forgot to acknowledge. Or that they it was buried crap themselves still. deeper. <laughs> to try. Start tunneling. Start tunneling deeper. There's mm. more. There's look, there, there's going to be more crap people. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not my, put too fine a point. But if anyone was smart, like some of the people who do crap things, they'd be keeping their head down because they yeah. know, A, they're going to get it, and B, everyone else around who's acting <laughs> crap is getting it right now. So just keep your head down. <laughs> stay quiet. Hopefully this thing blows over. Oh, it's not blowing over. No, no. What great advice. I just realized as you said that, I was like, oh my God, I joined the podcast this year. You did. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. I just literally had this so moment crazy. before where I was just like, "Oh, I've been here forever," and I was like, "No, I haven't." No, you've been uh, here for like six months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I was just, I was just going to say, usually, as a podcaster, uh, you know, that what do they say? Like a group of white men is called a podcast, right? So one thing I'm super proud of is that usually a group of white men is called a podcast. So what I'm really <laughs> proud of. As part of this show, Gaggle of Geeks, is that I was anointed. I came into a, a podcast with the former Maria Lewis and Soph, and then Maria, the busiest human I know and one of my great friends, um, just had to go. And she's like, you know, would you love to come and chat on the sofa? You know, I did the show. I love the show. And I got to come on the show, and I've had such an amazing time. And in the last six months, as you can probably tell by my voice, I feel tired. Like, it's starting <laughs> to come it, It's starting to come through. But um, it's been, like, an insanely busy time, and I'm so proud that um, I reached out to Tali because I'd heard her Triple J, uh, I actually knew Tali as a producer of a Tasmanian ABC radio yeah. segment. Um, and a couple of times I'd done some film reviews for Mel Tate, who was her host at the time that she was producing for. And then when I reached out, I was just so pleased that she said that she'd do it. Because now when yeah. I get to come back and listen to you guys, I'm like, oh my God, like this is two girls <laughs> doing a kick-ass pop culture show together. It's not just a, it's not just a gang yeah. of fucking white dudes again. I've got many white dude podcasts I listen to, but this is not that. And so I'm so proud of you both for doing the show for so long, kicking ass. We did derail the geek side a little bit. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh my God, we need to talk about RuPaul's Jag Race and The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. Yeah, I think what, what you didn't realise, Blake, <laughs> is that Sophie and I would get along in ways that you could not I imagine. <laughs> and that's And look, that is good because that's like the show obviously is going to change with every new get like with every new host and they're going to bring something to it but it's really fun because I genuinely come on I'm like I did not know that like, like 
<laughs> didn't even see it. Where are they getting this from? They go to websites I don't even look at. Um, so, look, yeah, I'm super proud of you both because I got to listen to it. I haven't listened to it as much as I probably should have because I've also been full-time producing a, a, another podcast that's been dropping two episodes a week while my son has uh, been alive for five months. And I've oh had more God. work in the last five months than probably I've ever had before. I know. It was only supposed to be like, two, like a two-month hiatus from you. And I was like, I yeah. could, just couldn't get back. I just was so goddamn busy. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to say... Um, I'm proud of you both, and I'm Aww. and I and I'm and I'm I'm, I'm back with you uh, sporadically through the new year. Whenever yep. you need me, I'm mm. around to pop back in, well, talk yeah. about films. Well, yeah, next year it's going to be quite different because I know we're still going to be here. But Tyler, you're going to be recording from Melbourne <laughs> Studio. Melbourne, <laughs> I know it's wild. It's, it's like it's funny that you said that. I feel like people just weirdly take chances on me. That I should like that. I'm like, I hope that this will work out. Yeah, I'm moving to Melbourne. I've been offered a presenting gig, which seems too big to <laughs> say no to, especially just being a producer. So, yeah, great packing up, heading for, over there. If you don't know, we record from Sydney, so this is going yeah. to be quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're taking it. We'll next stop Hollywood, we'll just <laughs> slowly edge. Slow. I mean, come nope. on, Tyler, you can sing. You sing on, like, command here. So, like, you know, you can definitely move to Hollywood. I love it. Get like, that EGOT. Before we went to come here, Sophie was like, remember how last week you said that we should turn this, like, episode into just a, a full musical? And I was like, oh, I totally forgot. But I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not Look, ready. Okay. Next year. Next year. I'll we'll make it happen. If we sing. Yeah. Every great show has a musical. <laughs> Which obviously shows that they're not a great show, but I'm thinking Xena, I'm thinking Scrubs, I'm thinking Gaggle of Geeks. You're thinking Buffy. Oh, <sighs> what a... See, this is... Yeah, this is often the problem with a musical episode. I'm aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I still want to just do it once. <laughs> just once. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I think there's definitely an opportunity to do the music according to the news item. <laughs> According to the news item. Like, if we're talking Star is Born, we just take one of the Star is Born songs, sub out some lyrics. It will take five years to record, but we'll get back to you in five years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, you've made that unnecessarily hard and a lot of work. I'm I was sorry. just thinking of impromptu songs. Oh, I, get, I, I make things harder. Oh, Tally, sing. <laughs> I can't do it now. The pressure She's under is too real. much pressure. <laughs> the pressure is real. The pressure is real. <laughs> so got a cliffhanger, Sophie. We will make them wait for the next instalment. Right, all right. <laughs> well, I guess that's it. Pretty yeah, much. No, yeah. Pretty much. 2018. Tali, thanks so much for Gaggle of Geeks here. Thank you, guys. Congratulations on your award, too. You got a little award. <gasps> yes, you did. Or something, something. Oh, yeah, from 2SER. What was, was it? What was it, Sophie? Excellence in Talks presenting for So Hot Right Now. Thank y'all. Does John Legend have one of those? No, he doesn't. It's on his list, I'm sure. One might say he ain't got. You know what I'm saying? Suck it, Legend. (laughs) One up. (laughs) But it's been an absolute pleasure doing this with you guys this year. It's been so much fun. Can't wait to do it next year as we all come from remote locations. Blake from his car, Tyler in Melbourne, me in the Sydney studio. It's going to be great. You're going to be wrangling so many phone lines and shit <laughs> and rewiring the studio. Stop. You've just like, you know, you've just, we've lost connection to that one. We've lost connection to that one. Oh my God, guys. So much work. Multiple Skype. 
Skype multiverse out there. Oh, it's going to be yeah. great. It's yeah, going to be good, great. Good fun. fun. But thank you for all listening to Gaggle of Geeks this mm-hmm. year. It's been so much fun for us to make it. But we will catch you next year as the world of pop culture and geek culture just keeps expanding. <laughs> Absolutely. So true. <laughs> Is there more RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, it starts this week. All stars. All stars starts this week. That Christmas special was so derailed. disappointing. I derailed that ending. I'm sorry. Stop. <laughs> Cut. Go back. All right. Back, 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 back. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> Professionals. We're very professional. <laughs> I'm Sophie Lowe. I'm Talia Olatea. I'm Blake Howe. Till next time. Bye. Bye.